Eight. Any last words? Seven. Six. Five. Four. Three. Two. Tonight on Chuck and Lou, we talk about many hot topics such as the Arenado trade for the Cardinals, the Super Bowl, local college hoops, Mizzou and SLU in Illinois, the Baseball Hall of Fame, no music on Main Street, local basketball highlights, we talk Tiger Woods, Dave Portnoy, LeBron James, we talk St. Charles West COVID experience, four different quarantines. We talk Mount Rushmore of fast food places. We talk best jobs in sports, whether it's an NCAA football coach, maybe a lower level caddy, division one basketball ref, or maybe even that bullpen coach. We also end tonight with a quote of the week that everyone should live by. Thank you for tuning in to Chuck and Lou. Welcome everybody to Chuck and Lou. Boy, it's been a while. This darn COVID, I tell you what, Lou has just put a I don't know. Oh, I don't even know what the right adjective is to use here. It's just put us in a kerf, kerfuffle. Yeah, is that a word? I guess. How are you, Lou? It's going all right. Yeah? It's going all right. You know, here we are. We sit here in... We're is surviving it? out is here. Is it February yet? It's about to be. Oh, my gosh. By it, the time most of you guys listen, it'll be February. I tell you, why? Oh, is that a, people wait a couple weeks. Is it tomorrow? What is the date today? January 31st. Holy cow. We are in February. Iggy, how are you? Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm over winter. Over, yeah, I, yeah. you know, me too. I spring. This weather is just, it's just terrible. You, you know got, what? We haven't even gotten the worst yet. Next weekend's supposed to be 12 degrees. Yeah, I look today, the Super Bowl Sunday high is 12 degrees. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to a party that's a garage party, you know, one of those, you know, oh, but could put that a couple, yeah, put a couple heaters up, everything will be great. That is not going to work out. Here's your pick. Uh, Chris Anderson lives down the street. We, Call him. Uh, he lives down there in the back of Huntington, which we call Millionaire's Cove. Uh, you know where all the rich folk hang out down there. We kind of we kind of abuse those houses down there for their heaters and their garages <laughs> and their big old TVs and stuff. And we kind of go down there and just kind of hang out. That's cool. So we're gonna go down there and uh, I mean we, we he better get his basement finished in about a week here because I am not gonna be garage guy. I don't think because it's twelve degrees is a little a little absurd. Cool. You know. Speaking of Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Who you got, Lou? I'm gonna probably take the Chiefs. The Chiefs, and why? Yeah. Well, um, I'm from St. Louis. And I'm supposed to not be able to take Tom Brady, so I, yeah, I can't stand Tom Brady. And I, it's it's so hard for the, who can guard Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey. Tom Brady can. He can do everything. He can't. I mean, I I am a huge Tom Brady fan. I think he is. No, you're not. I, I love Tom Brady. That's all. I think Tom Brady. I, I think it's uh, spreads minus three over under fifty six and a half. Not that I uh, you know need to worry anything to do with the uh, gambling side of things, but um, that's going to be over. Uh, I think that's going to happen. I think over is going to hit. Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be one of those thirty eight, thirty five deals. Um, I hope it's a good game. I, I just really hope for a good game. Uh, wouldn't mind if the Budweiser Frogs came back. I think the commercials have kind of hit a little plank here the last couple, two or three years. Oh, it's going to be bad this year, then, if you're thinking about that. <laughs> yeah, the money's not really there to go around. Um, but at the same time, I, I think it's going to be a good game. I'm going to take uh, Tom Brady and uh, Tampa Bay. I'm going to take them, like I said, I'm going to take them in a final score of 38-35. to 35. Good Chiefs, 31-27. 31-27, like that. Cover it and everything, huh? Woo! Well, you know, Mary picked off in the end zone to lose it. Oh, oh, geez. A little pick in the end zone to end it. You know, I I tell you what, you know, the weekend was here and gone. You know, the weather was just absolutely ridiculous. You know, you talk about just rain and thank goodness it wasn't seven degrees colder. We'd have, you know, 
terrible amount of snow out there, and old Iggy over here wouldn't be able to race his car around town, and nope. um, we'd, we'd had some trouble there. But the weekend, you know, brought me uh, – I was in, you know – Invi- not involved, but I was a, a around a situation on Friday where there was a a, a local robbery in town uh, at at one of my buddy's places at Tubby's Pub and Grub. It was kind of an interesting deal there. Uh, you know, caught caught the film of it. It was a quite interesting uh, robbery there. Um, and then you know, kind of had a, I had a Tubby steak last night. Beautiful, beautiful, nice looking steak. And then today we went up to practice. Today had some guys shoot around, and the the power went out in the main gym and the Augs gym, and that was it. So it's kind of like our season. It's like, hey, we're gonna now turn the lights off. So we had a we had a parent that came up and brought us some lights, and we actually uh, had some of our younger guys play in the dark. And I thought maybe with a little bit of light, and they actually communicated a little better. It might be something I do in practice now. Just turn the lights off, so the boys got to actually kind of communicate a little bit more. What do you think about that, Lou? Would you be okay with managing in the dark? I'd be fine with it. You like the dark, huh? No, I'd, yeah, just not when I'm on the golf course. <laughs> Speaking of golf. We had Patrick Reed win today, Mr. Cheater himself. He he won today. What well, Cheater in chief. Yeah, did he win by, what, five strokes? Won by five, yep. Who did he beat? Tiger and Phil? And yeah, exactly. Beat the, uh, John Rahm, Sanders Shoffley, Tony Fina. Taylor Gooch. Taylor Gooch, yep. What a name. You know, I tell you what. <laughs> On tonight's show, guys, we are going to bring a lot of things to you. We're going to talk about some hot topics here coming up. We're going to talk about the local basketball highlights um, that are going around town, as it's been obviously almost – since basketball season has started, um, that we haven't really talked too much about it because we haven't had too many opportunities to get together with the amount of COVID-related issues and quarantines we've had. We're going to talk about uh, college basketball and SLU and Mizzou and, and local uh, coverage there. We're going to talk about who would you rather be and kind of give you three people, some athletes who you would rather be. We're obviously going to talk about our COVID experience. I would probably... Bank on like $100 that St. Charles West has been hit the worst in the state with quarantine now that we're up to four. If you do the math, you can kind of just simply do two times four and get how many weeks. That's uh, seven and a half, eight weeks of just no basketball. We're going to kind of talk about how that's just really impacted um, not only our team, but just what a crazy year it's been. We're going to talk just real quick about the Mount Rushmore of fast food places. We're going to talk about the best jobs in sports. Um, and many of you out there who are listening right now might be thinking to yourself, what is the best job in sports? So kind of be thinking about that. And then we'll just kind of end the show with the, in my opinion, is, is my quote of the week uh, that I think many people out there listening should kind of take advantage of listening to that quote because it can hit you in many different ways. So tonight we're going to get started with hot topics. And the hottest topic in St. Louis is that the St. Louis Cardinals have come from that Athletica F report that they got out of the Athletica is a very popular sports scene, and I saw last week that they gave them an offseason of an F, and all of a sudden now we have the best third baseman in the game, in my opinion, that has signed with us, and it happened in 24 hours, and Lou, you called it, didn't you? Oh, yeah, you could see it happening. Tell me more about how you could see it happening. Well, look at, we got to look back 24 hours, you could see about 6 o'clock on Thursday night, you saw Wainwright signed with the Cardinals, came back. Yachty's coming back now. He'll sign once he gets his uh once he comes back from the Caribbean series. Playing first base against Carlos Martinez tonight. Can you imagine him and Carlos at first base? The amount of jokes they have. I, well, why? How is it? Not to get off topic, but how is it that these organizations let these guys just go play and all these things? Like it, it's pretty low key. I, low key, but Pedro's making eighteen million a year. He's over there tossing playing wiffle ball in the Dominican. Yeah, there. There. I don't think there's too much risk of getting hurt. It's just. I don't, I don't know, but I, I think they'd be okay with it. So continue. So then all of a sudden... So you could kind of see the writing on the walls. You went to bed Thursday night that 
There are pretty good discussions about Arenado. Yeah, you text me at 11.47 that night, and I wake up, and it says, are the Cardinals going to get Arenado? Yes, and imagine well, if the Cardinals get Arenado. And I'm thinking, what? I got. I better look into this, so continue. So as you could, so from my experience going throughout the day, checking Twitter, seeing what's up, it, it was looking pretty good that Cardinals had their best shot of getting Arenado in the past couple of years. That they've always kind they've of been, been flirting. Yeah, they've flirting. been, you know, they, it kind of reminded me of that couple that when you're like 21, 22 at the local, you know, oh at the local pub, and you, you've known her for years, and just nothing really happens, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, and then it's all of a sudden she calls and she's like, I really do like you more than a friend. I mean, that's kind of where I feel like this Arenado thing continued, and then it happened like yeah. that. Yeah, it it happened like eight forty three on Friday not eight forty two, not eight forty four, eight forty three. Ken Rosenthal tweets out Cardinals have agreed to acquire Nolan Arenado. You know the crazy thing about this deal, Iggy, is not only is it like meeting that girl that you thought you had didn't have a chance with, and all of a sudden you do is they the Rockies are going to give us what fifty million dollars, yeah. about fifty million dollars. Just, just to kind of have him. Yep. You know, and did I read this stat right that he's played in the league for eight years and he has eight gold gloves? Is that fake? Um, does he have eight gold gloves? That's crazy. I, 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 looked, I thought I looked that up. That's crazy. And, and, and if that's true, that's crazy. But he's also one of those guys that when you watch play, he's always dirty. He's diving. He's throwing from his knees. He's he's cranking, you know, home runs left and right. He's leading the league in doubles. Um, but he's an animal. I thought he was a little older. He's 29 years old. I thought he was more 31, 32. The good thing about Arenado, in my opinion, is that he's he's an improved version of Goldschmidt at third base. He's not a loudmouth at all. I agree. He's guy like he'll say something, but it's not going to be controversial. Not like a Tommy Pham type of thing. But he'll he's and he. He's clearly the best defensive third baseman in the MLB. Is Carpenter playing for the Grizzlies now? I wish he was. Like, where does he? What does he do? He takes his eighteen million and he should goes to Top Golf or he should. Yeah, that's what he should probably do. Maybe just get like a part time job at Top Golf. Yeah, if, I think if so. the Cardinals need him, give him a call. He could be. Yeah. You know, I always tell people him and Dexter are still fighting for Fred Bird. They could have yeah. Carpenter could be Carpenter and Dex could both be Fred Bird. I mean, they don't need these guys. Nope. Who are they going to play in right field? Dexter or Carlson? Carlson to start the year, but. If Carlson gets into some sort of slump, which I don't know if he will, but it could be, it could happen with how young he is. You can go to Dexter for experience and can also mentor him a little bit. Yeah, and I think you know, two weeks ago, if you'd asked me my interest level in St. Louis Cardinal baseball, I would have told you on a scale of one to ten, a three. And All of a sudden, a zero. He was, yeah, and, and then now it's it's probably up to an eight or nine, and I'm kind of looking to get going here a little bit. Um, they can I'm, get butts and seats. This would be a pretty fun year. Yeah, you know, the biggest thing is you got to get butts and seats to make money. You know, that's why Lindenwood survived in the late 90s and 2000, going totally off topic. But back then, the president said, we just need to get butts and seats. And he told all the coaches, next thing you know, you got to get butts and beds. That's what they say. Butts and beds. Get that tuition up. Hey, you know, moving on. I don't know where that came from. But now we're going to talk about the Baseball Hall of Fame. I believe, as of last week, I have now been entered to the Baseball Hall of Fame. Congratulations. Uh, Thank you. They they called me, and it was uh, obviously, you know, a non-steroid user here, and they've looked, uh, done some research and realized that not quite, you know, time for the the shillings and the bonds and everyone else that uh, steroid era to get in. So they called me and said, you know, we'd like to have you come to uh, Cooperstown, and they looked at my stats and realized that, I was just a, an overachiever, you know, a, a 238 hitter from both sides of the plate, um, a, a great speed to, to first, you know, just a fast guy running, a, you know, 7360 down to first and 
could make plays at short, you know, one step to my right, one step to my left. They looked at my at my film and realized that I was just kind of the pick to click this year. And I'll be going into the Hall of Fame next year, bring my family up there and uh, looking forward. Lou, you can come. So uh, I'm the only one in, though, That's from what I hear. Yeah, and then I guess they're going to give me a call next year, hit 167 in T-ball when I was eight years old. Yeah, might as well, you know, I mean. Could play second base as a left-hander, so (laughs) I overachieved. So, uh, yeah, I guess they're going to give you a call next year. How in the world can you have nobody enter the Hall of Fame? This is the first time since 1960. Perfect storm, but I, well, so the, the thing I saw was they, when they, there's a certain date you have to get the ballots in by. And whatever that date was, it was pretty recent. It was by then where it had been where most of the writers had released their ballots where people said, oh, heck no, we're not getting shilling in. And I, honestly, I just don't understand. Sense. I mean, I think it's what, – what is your opinion on the steroid use in the game and those guys, the Bonds, the Schilling, the Clemens? I'm, I, know, Which, I know some people say Bonds and Clemens should both get in. Some people say both of them neither should get in. I say Bonds should get in because I think he's a Hall of Famer without steroids. I agree. I think Clemens is not – I think he, I think he's – Completely dirty. I don't think he should get in at all. What about Schilling and just the way he approaches life right now? He he's a loser. I think he's, he's a, a loser. He's a jack wagon. Yeah, he probably shouldn't get in. If he wasn't, I think he's got a pretty clear case. Yeah, I but, like the the phrase jack wagon. Yeah, he's a jack wagon. He does not deserve to get What's in. What's your definition of a jack wagon? Like, what kind of traits do you have to have to be a jack wagon? Be a loose cannon. Be a loose cannon, kind yeah. of a loser. Say whatever yeah. you want, but probably yeah. half the time, what you say is just inappropriate or. Yep. Out of this world. Yep. Say, you know, just talk to be heard. Mm-hmm. I can't stand those. I cannot stand those people. Mm-hmm. people can't take any, any, not coaching advice, but like just can't take right. any advice. So we've, we've talked about some hot topics, Arenado. We've talked Super Bowl. Um, local college hoops is another hot topic around town. SLU continues to stay in the top 25 and haven't played but one game in 25 days, and they yeah, lost they play, it. They played one game in the last 40 days, I think. Yeah, and they played Dayton and lost, and they're still ranked in the top 25. Yeah. And well, What's your take on uh, Missouri? I mean, Missouri, the reason we're talking about Missouri more than like SLU is SLU hasn't played, but Missouri obviously wins yesterday by four in double overtime. This season's just been – like I'm not saying this just because Mizzou, but across the entire college basketball – this season is exactly what you'd think would happen because of COVID. It's just, it's just crazy. It's just a cluster. It's just, yeah, it's a cluster. I think the best team in college basketball is obviously, in my opinion, Gonzaga. I think if you watch them, it's kind of like watching a video game. Um, last night, they're getting beat 13-9 to by Pepperdine. Pepperdine ended up winning like 100 to 160. Yeah. Um, they just move the ball in different ways, and they got a bunch of guys. But getting back to Mizzou, who's your favorite player on Mizzou? Xavier Pinson. Me too. He's flashy. I think he's fun. You know, we, Don't ask me who my least favorite player is. Well, who's your least favorite player? Oh boy! You, you, you told me not to ask, so I want to ask. It, uh, it's uh, yeah, it's Mark Smith. Mark, Mark Smith. Uh, is, isn't there like eighteen Smiths on the team? Yeah, there's about eighteen. No, they'll get more next year. Probably Lee, is it Lee Smith on the team? I don't know. Do you know who Lee Smith is? Lou should be in the Hall of Fame. Oh my gosh! I that guy knows it all. He should. Why? Does he? I mean, does he have, how many saves does Lee Smith have? Like four something. Yeah, he's got a ton of them. But I think he'd be down in the post there. Um, Jeremiah Tillman has looked. I, in my opinion, I think Jeremiah Tillman can play in the NBA. Um, if you, I know people are like, oh, yeah, but I think he's proven this year that he's going to make an in, he's going to make an NBA roster. Um, I, I like Pinson. You know, a year or two ago, I I thought that the the Tigers really missed on the Ramey kid from Webster, and I still think they did. But um, Pinson has done some things that I think uh, Mizzou probably didn't think scoring wise that he was going to be able to do. Yesterday, yeah, thirty six points yesterday. Um, but yeah, I, I think Mizzou is. They did not deserve the win yesterday. You know, it's just one of those teams. You just, I'm not quite sure. You know what you're going to get. Um, 
I, I would I would love for them to have some success in the tournament. I think out of the three teams, SLU, Mizzou, and Illinois, I think Illinois has got the the power to 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 make a Final Four and Elite Eight. I, but I think Mizzou's one of those teams that could win a couple games, but they could lose to Siena or you know a team that gets in. I don't know. There's you just never know kind of what you're going to get there. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, I'm really excited to watch the tournament in this whole Indiana phase thing where they're taking I everybody. I like it. I, I really love do. it. Yeah, I really like it. I think it's awesome. I think they're going to pick some different arenas to play in, and I think just the whole, you know, having the guys in the same kind of area and, and keeping the bubble and keeping it safe, I, I think that's going to be really cool, and I, like I, and I think that's going to be awesome. Um, obviously, we've kind of hit some of the hot topics before we move on. You know, Lou, I know you're affected by this, that the no music on Main Street you know, yeah, no I'm dancing. Totally affected by that. I mean, I know you're, you're down there at, uh, you know, Tony's on top and dancing. dancing down there at Q, and they won't even let you up the up the stairs at Q anymore. Right here, you no know, no dancing, no nightclubbing, no dancing. Jukebox got to be limited to 25 percent audio. I didn't even know you could do that to a jukebox, but uh, at, at the same time, you know, you got Mayor Dan Borgmeyer. They're calling him Mayor Footloose down there, um, but it's just kind of getting out of control, and they they tried to stop at 11. So, um, you know, just head down to Street St. Charles, and I think you. Just, Block down the street, you can, or maybe, you know, what do you say, two miles down the street, you can stay there all you want. It's a little classier. But, you know, what are you going to do without being able to hang out at Main Street? Uh, no nightclub action, Lou. I stay up late enough for it really doesn't matter. <laughs> Create your own nightclub, huh? Yeah. yeah. So uh, it's not going to affect me. Iggy, is that is that going to affect you? I know you've kind of make your way down there occasionally. Uh, you know what? It's been a while since I've been down there. When was the last time you were on Main Street? Like, the 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 end, you know, the, the end I'm talking about, like the the nightclub and in Baja Rock Club days or have you ever been to Baja Rock Club yeah back in the day oh yeah god I thought I was just gonna like die in there when I would go in there I was like taking chances I'm like oh like, <laughs> I, I honestly don't know the last time I was down that and hanging out it was it might have been one of those nights we did uh or uh Mike and I helped at the uh Oktoberfest and I may have stopped at like Big A's on my way back right. to the car. You, you were man, you were gangsta stopping at Big A's, maybe yeah. get some wings. But yeah, I mean it's a you know it's, I wonder if like I remember the place. I wonder if Lloyd and Harry's is like still a thing, man. That used to pop and there used to be fights everywhere. But uh, we need to clean up Main Street a little bit. Beautiful down there, and and need to clean that up. So Lou's going to take us through the local basketball highlights and updates here, um, kind of get you all connected with the local basketball scene. Okay, one thing I really want to talk about. Incarnate Word? No. Well, wait a second. CBC lost to a Class 1 school. What's this all about? <laughs> they lost to a Class 1 school. As bad as that sounds, South Iron, they are legit. They are legit. You know, South Iron lost last year. I think they I think they lost in the Final Four Elite Eight in the 1A, and their coach thought, you know what, We're not, this isn't going to happen again. So, so far, South Iron has played, I believe, Cardinal they, Ritter, yeah, Vashon. Vashon, and then they came down and played CBC, and CBC was the third of the three games they played. Vashon first, then Ritter. Both games lost to Vashon by, I think, you know, 10 or 12. They lost to Vashon by quite a but bit, Quite a bit, actually. but I think it was pretty competitive yeah. the, first, the first half. Then they went and played Cardinal Ritter and lost by, I think, 12 or 13, yeah. competitive. And then they come play CBC, and they win. And not only do they win this 1A school that comes from, yeah. I think they might have walked here or yeah. took Billy Bob's truck down. Yeah. They they won 38 to 35. And they won while playing with masks on. I can probably tell you those kids probably never wear masks at all. Uh, the South Iron probably had to borrow masks from the CBC kids. Exactly. I'm pretty sure Billy Bob Thornton down there doesn't have, you know, in, in South Iron. But that, that's kudos to them for coming down and, and playing South Iron. But you know what also I give kudos to is Cardinal Ritter, Vashon, and CBC for playing them. I mean, mm-hmm. you really have nothing to gain in that situation if you lose it's kind of like the whole mizzou slew playing each other thing but in it's that not case, like south iron just has a bunch of dudes that know how no. to play basketball they have one kid forget his name it's um 
think it's Brock Wakefield. He's going to play. It's Billy Bob. Yeah, Billy Bob. He's going to play uh, Division One basketball and baseball at the Citadel. Like that's really? a, that's a pretty stinking good athlete right there. Yeah, yeah, they've got some good athletes. So it's not like they're playing some class one school that just figure out how to play basketball as a team. But you know what I had something. happen today? Since we're talking about basketball, what's up? We had a technical foul in our third grade boys basketball game today because of delay of game because kids were stepping on the line. My brother got one in CYC from, out of all people, Tyler Hash. A mullet boy. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I knew that something weird was going to happen when a ref shows up and he's doing a third grade game in, in, in pants. Yeah. Like, come on now. Anyways, get back to the high school scene here. Um, tell me a little bit about Zumwalt North. The, the kind of local team that I think has kind of surprised me with a victory yesterday. If, if you were to give me the MICDS Zumwalt North game, they played in a championship game of a tournament, I believe. Um, yeah. I, I probably would have picked MICDS to win by th- maybe maybe five to seven. Zumwalt North is really stinking good beating MICDS. I think that went in overtime. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, KJ Lee is real, y'all. He is for real. Is he, he for real, real? I just don't, I don't understand. Is he a... Is he a Wichita State? Is he an Illinois State kind of guy, or is he like, like a SLU guy, or is he? A I could see him going Alabama. The, I could see him going the SLU. Okay, you know his dad was a former assistant there. I know he's visited Mizzou a couple times. I don't know if he'll go there, but I could see him going the SLU. I mean, it's a six-seven shooting guard, but it's only because he's really skinny. But once he gets some muscle on him, he's he can move up and down the floor and all that. He so. reminds me of the kid. What's his name? That's at Mizzou now. That went to Whitfield. Torrance Watson. Torrance Watson, who hasn't had a career, really, in my opinion, at Mizzou. It's been pretty, on a scale of 1 to 10, I'm saying maybe. a three-point line back killed him. There's maybe a two, but he was a guy who scored 40, 50 points a game in high school, and I feel like the two players are kind of the same. Is KJ a little taller, maybe? KJ's definitely a bit taller. I just feel, I, I hope that KJ's game can progress a little faster yeah. than his. For sure. What M- else we got? Well, MICDS is also getting better because they just got Pronger back this week, too. Well, that MICS, gives them five six foot seven guys now. They have five six foot seven or taller guys. Yeah, that's and they have one guy. Forget his name. He's he he's gonna be a lower D one prospect, but he's gonna be like a Hassan French in college, just like, a bully in the post at six foot is seven. Is that Mitchell Day? No, that's the senior. He's the, a skinnier one of them. Yeah, he's no that kid's a little bit bigger. But um, moving on to the girl side, Carnot Word almost oh, lost to Vashon out of all teams. I didn't even know Vashon had a girls' basketball team. Vashon is legit, too, on the Are girls' they? side. They're really good. Does Coach Irons coach the boys and the girls? No, it's one of his assistants. But That's uh, awesome. Yeah, it's this guy runs a lower, uh, not lower, but like a little bit smaller media outlet. But he does a really good job at Vashon. He's got uh, brought in one girl from uh, Gateway Tech, and they didn't have a team this year, and she's committed to Auburn. Wow. She had like 35 against Incarnate. Are you, done, are you done talking about the Incarnate Vashon game yet? Yeah. Okay. Move on to uh, St. Charles West and Mia Castro. We got a thousand point score in our hands. Yeah, she just dominating this year. If she played for the boys, for us, would she get in our rotation? Yes. Yeah. But yeah. she, I, I think, I really do think so. I think she's 6'1, six, 6'2. Six, um, you know, kudos to her. I think we, we kind of talk about athletes and they, they focus. When, when you're at that level, she's a Division one basketball player. Um, you kind of can just go 
and kind of fly by the seat of your pants and be really good and not do the extra things. I've seen her and heard that she's up at school at 6, 6.15 in the morning doing some more physical training with the P90X thing. And I think she's gotten to the point now where if she can continue to build her body and continue to become um, a more physical athlete, I, I think the, the, you know, what, what kind of Division One player do you think she is? Is she a Mizzou SEC type? Or I couldn't tell you. Type? I, don't, I, don't I have know. no idea. And just to, just to put this in perspective, she's shooting 44% from three right now. That's remarkable. That's elite at the high school girls basketball level. That's elite in it in the boy at any level. Yeah. Really. She's just she's averaging she's what, 20, 21? 21 a game. Yeah, and about nine rebounds a game. You know, so you figure by the time and, and, and guys out there and people who are listening, she's only a junior. Uh does she have a chance to break the all time school scoring record or it's gonna be a tough task. Yeah. Ashweiler has almost two thousand. That would be a tough task. There'd be a lot of points in she, senior year. She'll definitely get the second all time. Uh-huh. I don't think it, it's gonna be very Close to get to two. It's gonna be tough to get to two thousand. Well, congrats to Mia on that. That's a great accomplishment, especially in the uh, the amount of time she's done it in. And what else do we have in, in around the high school scene? Anything that we need to let the audience know, local wise? I know you know. Obviously, the the boys at St. Charles West have been gone through their fourth quarantine. St. Charles High had lost their last two games. Uh, Duchenne struggled early, but then again, they beat us in St. Charles West. They beat St. Charles High. Well, no uh, but, offense, beating St. Charles West isn't much of an accomplishment. Well, right this year, you know, it's we, we've kind of gotten off to a slow start, and when we when you play a week and then sit two and play a week, it's it's been it's been tricky. But um, you know, we might as well jump into that. You know, we we talk about you know the manager Lou's here, my manager for many years, and, and we've been on four different quarantines. And for those of you who don't know, and kind of the process works, I think many people out there are kind of like, yeah, I know that West has probably led the state in quarantines, but what does that entail? And for you out there, that what does it entail? You know, we've had. Eight players on our varsity roster who have who, who have tested positive. Three coaches, um, and it happens. It seems to happen every two or three weeks. And I can tell you from my experience, well, it's literally happened every two or three weeks. Yeah. So just from a coach's perspective, you know, it started out in November, uh, late November, and just kind of like you know, what does it mean? How does it work? Well, here, here's how it works. Um, a, a kid might you know obviously test positive, and then you go to the video. And you kind of watch who that kid was around, but it's basketball. So a lot of times, if you get a positive case, um, we kind of hit the bad, kind of hit a rough start early because we had some of our lower level kids get it. But at the same time, it was the beginning of the year, so we're having tryouts. We're, we're kind of mixing some guys to see who's going to be on the JV roster, who's going to be on the varsity roster. And we kind of got banged early from some of our younger guys because we were practicing together. Uh, then we decided to kind of split up. And, you know, I've had situations where I've gotten a phone call from a parent in tears telling me that their kids tested positive. I've had parents come to school um, pulling me out in hallways and apologizing. And it's just it's not something that you can apologize for. It just literally happens. I've had a situation over at the Dominic tournament where I've had to go tell my team in the locker room when they were dressed that ready to sucks. take the floor that we couldn't play that game. And then not only could we not play that game, we couldn't obviously see each other for another two weeks. Um, so I've that sucked. I, I've had to tell my team when they're ready to take the floor. I've had to consult parents who, you know, want to take that risk. I've, uh, I've come up, you know, no parent wants to come up to school and tell a coach, hey, my kid is tested positive because they know the result is we're going to be shut down. Um, we have had 40-plus Zoom practices. Uh, the first, you know, first quarantine or two, we talked about kind of installing our playbook and things like that. Now it's come to workouts that we do to try to keep our guys conditioned. It has just been an absolute roller coaster for, for not only myself, but our staff, our players. And, you know, it comes down to the fact that coming into the season, we were we were expected to be, 
you know, probably the team to, in my opinion, and I think others to, to probably win the GAC North, um, compete. Um, and we had a lot of seniors coming back, and it's just been a, a mess. And, you know, my guys, I, I have some great players on my team that characteristic-wise have just been awesome with this, and, and we've kind of dealt with it. And hopefully we can finish the year the last six weeks on a positive note, but I wouldn't put this on anybody. Um, we, it's been crazy. What are your thoughts any, on this? For anybody out there that's listening and saying, oh, they're – not following protocols or anything i kid you not this is just us being seriously unlucky yeah like this is 100 percent just being unlucky this this is not of being like following protocols or anything we do a pretty good job with, with what you can do in st charles county right i, th- I think we've we've handled it okay and i, I think it's just been a, a rough deal but um, but obviously just from being as a student this is just it's it's a mess it really is and the schools are just that we're so overwhelmed right now with just stress it's literally a day-by-day thing as we can as we've seen we've played last week we played friday and saturday monday we have a kid not feel good next day is tested positive and as a result of that boom we have four positive cases yeah it's just it's a crazy deal with the fact that every time a kid doesn't show up to practice you kind of look around and everybody's like where are they and then they immediately think this and for us it's just kind of happened and you know the good thing is that we have the last you know, five or six weeks, our, our lower levels, especially our C team, has been able to to play plenty of games and, and have, have been able to practice with me. So it's been a, a weird deal. And I think for coaches out there that are listening, the hardest part for me as a coach is to get, to get that team unity. Um, once, you get, once you get your guys back, you want to try to put everything in. You want to try to condition them, put your offense in. You want to try to work on things that maybe aren't going your way but it's hard and then it's just so hard to do everything when you get back um so the team chemistry has, has really been um hard advice to, to anybody that's on a team listening this is this goes for the rest of your winter spring summer and enjoy the time you have with your teammates and coaches just enjoy it yeah and i, I think we've learned that that i think mm-hmm. the most out of anybody especially if you're a team especially if you're gonna go if you're thinking about going on a run this year in the playoffs enjoy this Right, because you could have a kid not show up one day to school. Next day, you know your season shut down. Absolutely, and that's just a a crazy deal. It's not you're shut down for two days. It's the fourteen days, and it's just it's messy. So uh, that's my that's our experience, and yeah. it's it's been a, a crazy one. So uh, kind of moving on to some some fun facts here. We're going to kind of move on with the show. Um, we have three guys here who, just to kind of get off topic and have, have some fun. Who would you Lou rather be? Would you rather be Tiger Woods, Dave Portnoy? Or LeBron James, if you had to start your life tomorrow as one of them, who would it be? Okay, well, one's got a bad back. Okay, so you don't like, so you don't want your back to hurt. So Tiger's out. Yeah. Well, uh, one, I mean, LeBron obviously you gotta love that. I mean, he. Gets, I, I would hate to be him just being scrutinized so much every single day by people. I agree. And yeah, not only with the times that are going on right now, he. I think he feels like he's got to put everyone on his shoulders. Yeah, and just I don't understand all the hate for him. Yeah, we get it. He's probably the Jordan Lebron date's gonna the Jordan Lebron debate's gonna go on forever. But the kid, like from when I see the people that hate Lebron on Twitter, it's not those people that think Jordan's the goat. It's people that don't understand how good LeBron is because they're like 13, 14 year old kids that right. can't truly understand LeBron's greatness, and they think like James Harden or Russell Westbrook's the best player in the NBA. So you're gonna go Dave Portnoy. Well, I mean, that guy also gets scrutinized quite a bit. But I mean, he lives a pretty good life. If I was, if I had to take all three, between all three for like the positives, I'd probably take Tiger. Tiger, yeah, I would be Portnoy in a heartbeat. I mean, 
The guy still, does he, he just really still goes around and tries pizzas out, tells them yeah. how they are, gives them ratings. Goes on Tucker Carlson all the time. I, I mean, he just does whatever he wants, and he does a lot of things for charity and things like that. But my main reason is here's a guy who graduated from University of Michigan in 1999 as an, in an education profession. <laughs> you know, he was going to be a seventh-grade science teacher. I can't imagine. And, and now his net worth is $140 million oh just because he's an entrepreneur who tried something. And, and to me, that guy must just look at the ceiling every night before he goes to bed and say, how in the hell did I get this done? Yeah, he <laughs> that uh, yeah, I'd probably want to be him. That jeez, that's crazy. What's your what's your let's talk about some Mount Rushmore's here. What's your Mount Rushmore? Do, do you like fast food? Sure. What's your Mount Rushmore of fast food? Ooh. Ooh. Number one's oh, okay, so it's gotta be four. Smash burgers definitely up there. So Smash Burgers, Roosevelt, okay. Uh Lion's Choice. That's Lincoln. Five guys. Jefferson. What's a fourth? Hmm. We'll come back to the fourth one for me. Oh, poor Washington got left out. I'm going to go Taco Bell. Oh, okay, Taco baby. Bell's probably my fourth. I, what, I know it's just so gross. You look at Iggy over there giving me like that stink eye. Okay, Taco Bell. Taco fourth. Bell. I can't just, think of anything I mean, And I think mainly the reason is is because it's literally, as has since I've been born, been in between tubbies in my house. Whether it was when I was living with my parents or where I'm living now, it's just right there. I probably ate at that Taco Bell. Sorry, I almost lost my voice there. Up on Duchenne Drive there, I've probably ate there at least 3,000 times. I've been there plenty of times, but I just never crave it, you know? I mean, most of the time it's probably a little bit later than most, but mm-hmm. my Lincoln would be McDonald's. I don't think you can really pass up McDonald's, even though, like, now when I have McDonald's, it literally turns me into a mess for, like, the next 12 to 24 hours. Like, I just, it's just like, wah, but I just can't stay away from it. Um... Jack in a Box is a is a close third. It's just the fact that every time I go to Jack in a Box now, especially the one on Zumbel, it takes like forty minutes. So I haven't gone there in a while. But I mean, the tacos back in the day are amazing. And then my sleeper of them all is Dairy Queen. Ooh, mm. good. You know they got good. I feel like their food for some reason it's like the fast food place where when I eat their food I feel like it's fresher. Yeah. Not a word, but fresher. Fresher. More fresher. More fresher. Um, but it's kind of a sleeper, and I don't know. I've always liked that. My real sleepers though that were back in the day were Del Taco. Downtown, I used to walk through that drive-thru in college, and I would get a Taco Supreme, and uh, Karen there would not – I know the Karen word, but her name was really Karen um, – would always hook me up, and she'd, she'd kind of see me. We're not those. talking about that Karen. No. We're talking about the person She Karen. was like 71, She's and she'd be, like, she'd be like, Pat, is that you again without a car? I'm like, yeah, can I get some uh, – Karen. Yeah, Karen would be like, come on, come around, come around. So, um, And then I, I think – Lion's Choice is always kind of a closer there, too. And yeah. Iggy, you said you're a Culver's guy? I like Culver's. I like a good burger joint. So Culver's, Five Guys. Um, like you said, McDonald's. I, I could always eat some McDonald's. I can't stand McDonald's. In box. Yeah. Uh, but Lion's Choice is up there, too. Yeah. Lion's, you can't really go wrong with Lion's Choice. I, I think they're pretty good. Yeah, I feel like we need to have some more of those. And, and I don't throw, I, for some reason, I don't put Chick-fil-A in the fast food category. I know it is fast oh, food, but it's no, just, it's you know. It's pretty good, but I, it's. When I think of fast food, I think of like, Burgers. Ugh, you know, like, like oh. greasy, like greasy and buttermilk sauce and mild yeah. sauce and mayonnaise, you know. <laughs> so, um, so let's move on here. We, we we're kind of talking before uh, the show about best jobs in sports, and I think one of the best jobs in sports, if you really want it, and you really want to do it for like three years, and then to just get canned, and then like have Santa Claus show up would be an NCAA football coach. I mean, these guys, 
I'm gonna be Jeremy Pruitt right now. Get fired because because your school you decided to tell your assistant coaches, let's get some McDonald's bags, just fill it with cash and go to our recruits. <laughs> tell us a little bit more about that university. <laughs> yeah, it's Tennessee. Uh, this is great. <laughs> this is unbelievable. Their Speaking coach, of fast food restaurants. Their coach is telling their assistants that they're gonna get players to come to Tennessee by buying McDonald's for them, filling the McDonald's bags with cash and giving it to them at their house. <laughs> If you go on a visit, you're, you know, high school kid, you're a senior, your mom drops you off for the weekend for your weekend visit. Next morning, they're like, hey, man, you want some McDonald's? Yeah, man. You you open the bag and you're expecting a hash brown and a, you know, egg McMuffin and you get $1,000. You got like $3,000 What's in here? <laughs> oh, look, $3,000. Do, do I get to keep this? <laughs> sure. Come to Tennessee. Woo! That, that's... No vowels. I mean, you sit in a co- coach's office one day and you're like... Oh man, we're really struggling. We can't get this right tackle from, uh, you know, this Jesuit high school down the road. What should we do, Reggie? Uh, coach, I think we should fill the McDonald's bag full of cash. No. Just do it. <laughs> no one will know. <sighs> Would you like ketchup, sir? No, I'd like a thousand cash. <laughs> Works. <laughs> Gosh, how stupid can you be? You ever had the mustard sauce from McDonald's with your chicken nuggets? Hot no. mustard. Oh, I recommend. Highly recommend. It's I mean, when I open my I'm bag, it's like, person. where's the fry? <laughs> they open the bag. It's like, where's the where's the $100 bills? Crazy, crazy. You know, and then they fire the coach, and he gets $11 million to, well, I guess he's not because he's fired by cause. But the Texas guy, what's his name? Is uh, it Tom Herman? Tom Herman. From Texas. He gets canned after three years. and Because they, they're an average football program. <laughs> nobody can tell me otherwise. And they give him $15 million to leave. Nice. I mean, if you're that's one of the better coach. I I personally, if how I was, much would you give Drinkwitz to leave right now? Uh, well, it wouldn't be me. If it, it, saying he got hired by like an elite program, uh, if he left, I mean, I'd probably. I mean, Mizzou doesn't have the donors, but I maybe maybe six million to leave. But my point is, if I was a college football coach, I would go. I would be average, and then my fourth year, I would just suck, and then I would just tell him to pay me fifteen million, and I'd be done with coaching for the rest of my life. Yeah, uh, the way it's getting. We're gonna go ahead and get rid of you on your way out. Here's your McDonald's bag, and here's your fifteen million. The way it's gonna end up being in ten years, once some of these coaches retire, unless Nick Saban just lives forever, you're gonna have a guy who's gonna do exactly that. He's gonna go be a coach at like an average Power Five school. Well, I mean, it's obviously not average. It's our average in the Power Five. They're gonna do that for three years. They suck their fourth year, get a buyout, and then they're gonna go coach somewhere really good, and all of a sudden be a really good coach. Because they're just, just going to bring in some monster recruits. I just looked up on here that if Dabo Sweeney from Clemson were to be let go, they'd have to pay him $40 million to yeah. just leave. Yep. I mean, what if my principal came to my classroom tomorrow and was like, ah, Pat, heard you were down at Main Street last night. There's no nightclubs anymore, but you were down there uh, messing around again. Uh, we're going to have to give you $40 million and we'll see you right. never. Thanks. <laughs> see ya. See ya. Ooh. Next best job. We talked about was a Division One basketball ref. They make about the ones that are on TV every night, the ones that you see all the time. Little slick Rick with the hair turned over. I forget his name. They make two grand per game, and they do at least seventy-five to a hundred games. And they travel in great. I mean, they send those guys in jets. I mean, you're talking one hundred fifty, two hundred grand a year, and you're getting to make that block charge call. I think that'd be pretty yeah. cool. But you know, it would be the best job to have as a college ref. Well, making two thousand a game during COVID when there's nobody in the stands yelling at you. I mean, you got. I mean, the pressure is you got twenty thousand. Know honestly, I'm going to say this: it'd be nice to make two hundred a year just so you could tee up Bruce Pearl. Bruce Pearl, remember when he took his shirt off in the stands at the <laughs> yeah. girls' game? Yeah, 
I mean, that would be like me <laughs> when me and a Castro scored a thousand point up in the stands, take my shirt off, beat oh. my chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah Bruce no. Pearl. He's yeah, he's a weirdo. He's got a really good point guard right now, though. Yeah. Um, the third one, you, go ahead and give us the one you were talking about. I'd say being a caddy on the PGA Tour, but not for a star. Say like a mid-level guy. He's not a star quite yet, but it, it's, so you're talking about the Taylor Gooches of the world. Yeah, you're talking about the. Uh, Oh, who's another guy? Like that's a Victor Hovland. Victor Hovland, but those guys are young, gonna be good. You know, like a Matt Kuchar. You know, yeah. he's not winning every weekend. He just fired his caddy. I saw that. Yeah, but and I think that guy's I, on NBC Sports now. I like your, I like your thoughts there. Um, I think that would be cool too. Like you said, a guy that you know who I would want a caddy for, who? Kevin Na. Yeah, I would. Because he's you know one of those guys that he doesn't win all the time, but he wins enough, and he's yeah. just one of those guys that's and gonna he's play hilarious. forever. He's funny. Yeah. I would- <laughs> I, when I noticed over the summer watching a lot of golf, I love I love to be the caddy for Hideki Matsuyama. You got to translate everything for him in English, and you, that, his caddy wore a mask everywhere, but never wore it correctly. Wore a diaper chin. It's like you could you couldn't get criticized because you couldn't speak English. I hate Hideki Matsuyama. You hate his swing. I know you do. But I hate it. I just hate him in general because one morning I woke up, Saturday morning, day three, British Open. Look at my DraftKings account. I'm when, I'm in the mix. Fifteen grand. I'm in second place. Oh, boy. And Hideki just Pretty folds. Sure. I mean, he gets cold, chilly, wants a jacket, it's raining, and all of a sudden it's... Yeah. And my fifth... Uh, well, I think I ended up winning $225. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I woke up. You know, it starts at 6 yeah. in the morning. Coffee, bacon, <laughs> eggs. Didn't go to Main Street and listen to music night before. Just got up, and I'm like... got my. I got, like, the... I put You're the couches the together. Yeah. I'm like, I might actually be that guy that wins this draft. I might be the nope. Dave Lehman of St. Charles winning DraftKings. And no. Uh, I Hideki sh- shoots the bed and gets mad and oh yeah. god he blames the weather. What's another job you like? You know, one job that I've always been very kind of jealous of when I go to Cardinal games or you know baseball games in general is the bullpen catcher. Ooh, because you know the bullpen catchers make the league minimum. That's four hundred and fifty thousand yeah. dollars to warm up some guys, and most of those guys are. You know, ninety five. You know, older. Yeah, they've coached. Now they're like, and they they sit down there and eat peanuts, and then I guess you just hope that you know the starting pitcher goes eight or nine innings. But I mean, I guess the only bad thing about being a bullpen catcher is all of a sudden if they're you know you want to get a guy loose who throws one hundred and ten miles an hour down there, and you're just like, oh crap. But I mean, you have a couple fun bullpen catcher for Aroldis Chapman. I would not want to be the bullpen catcher for Aroldis Chapman, especially when he's getting loose and it's like. 36 degrees and I, you know oh, oh, oh god can you imagine yeah that would stink I'd, I'd gear up I'd put like three of everything on yeah even helmet I'd just take it off the helmet <laughs> you know but I'm, I'm kind of jealous of those bullpen catchers uh, I'm trying to think what would be another good job in sports oh what would not, be a good one in the NBA in the NBA oh like an Alex Bazell just train people yeah Alex Bazell type guy that just kind of trains those guys and then you know deals with the agents and you fly around and you pretty much one of those guys that when a guy that you're you know you work with has had a bad couple nights you fly out and work on his jumper and just tell him how good he is just to give him more confidence and the next night he scores 40 and then no. it's they 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 think it's because of you <laughs> it's yeah like, well, it's like no it's you good. know trey young's gonna get his 40 and all of a sudden you know no, that was because i worked out with you yesterday it's confidence building that's that, that would be a good game would be a good one to have it for hockey 
Uh, hockey, I don't think being a ref would honestly be that ref good. would stink because I can't skate. Yeah. Um, so that would hurt. Um, Assistant to the GM, maybe. You know those? If I was a female, you know those girls that come out and skate and shovel the ice up like the. I feel like that doesn't pay as good as you would think. Well, no, it doesn't. But it'd be fun to just be like, oh, what are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm gonna, you know, put my outfit on and go scoop up some ice. ice. That's, you know, no. but probably get paid like four bucks an hour. And, yeah. But um, I, I don't know. Hockey Not doesn't have too many powerful, like, powerful jobs, you know, as far as the hockey world. Maybe an announcer would be cool of any sport. Um, that's my goal. I, well, you're good at it. I think you'd be great. That's so, my goal, play-by-play play announcer. For and for all of you who do listen out here and, and watch, you know, Warriors, uh, girls, boys, basketball, and you're watching online, which you'll have a, a few more games coming up here as we get going again, I would like to thank Mr. Lou here. He is the voice of the Warriors and does a phenomenal job that I know many of you have listened to him um, on the Warriors. Your vision sportscast. So I want to thank you for that. You've done a great job. But to end tonight, uh, I'm just going to kind of give a quote of the week. You know, something I told my players that I think everyone could take from. And the quote is: "The biggest mistake we make is thinking we have time." Uh, and I say that because it was a quote by Kobe Bryant. And Kobe Bryant, the late Kobe Bryant, who died approximately you know a year ago. I think I'll say it again. The biggest mistake we make is thinking we have time. And in life and in sports, I think that's a huge deal. I think especially in sports, you know, the the kid who's in seventh grade that um, you know waits till his eighth grade year to start writing down everything that he does to get better or the the kids that's a sophomore that waits till he's a the end of his sophomore year you know and the biggest thing I see with sophomores I, I, the sophomore in high school and I was there too when you're a sophomore and you're playing any sport and you make the varsity team it's almost like your life just stops yep and you think that you know what juniors and seniors are only supposed to play varsity sports but when I'm a sophomore and the coach tells me I want a varsity roster, for some reason I've seen over and over again with kids, is that they stop the extra work because they think they've made it. Well, just because you're the 7th, 8th, ninth, 10th, 11th guy on the varsity team and you're a sophomore and you can brag to the community that you've you've made the varsity, that's the time you got to pick it up. And I, and I think the biggest thing that high school kids also wait on is conditioning of their bodies. I, I don't think they get into the weight room and, and get to the gyms and the local gyms around town. And I think that's one thing that I would really challenge uh, even – even adults, you kind of keep thinking you have time. You know, I'm, oh, I'm not going to start my workouts until two weeks from now, or I'm, I'm not going to go to the grocery store until tomorrow, or um, I'm not going to get my kid involved in this until next year. I, I think it's something that everyone gonna, needs to I'm learn. I'm just going to wait to do my work till tomorrow. Yeah, and, and I think with with sports, it's a huge thing that many of our guys who have played college basketball have always come back and told me that, you know, Coach, when you told me the biggest mistake we make is thinking we have time, is you're right. We, we just kind of wasted some time, and everything that I did successfully, I just waited a year or two. And if I would have done it a year or two earlier, I could have been on a bigger stage, uh, whether it's a better university, whether it's a better job. So what I would advise people to do this week is kind of think to themselves, you know, once again, the biggest mistake we make is thinking we have time, and make sure the time is now. The time has to be now. That's crazy that Kobe said that quote. Yeah, especially when his life was cut way too short. Absolutely, just crazy. It's crazy. It's been a year since he passed. Like just one of those one of those things that really puts into perspective how fragile life is. I agree. Just still mind blowing to me that he went out the way he did. I agree. So kind of leave that note. Uh, kind of Kobe's week here. So yeah. other than that, uh, we. Would love for everyone to continue to tell people that we are still on the air. You know, we're not on as much as maybe we used to be and we want to be with the COVID times and things like that. But we're going to continue with Chuck and Lou, and hopefully we can get back maybe two or three weeks from now. Enjoy the Super Bowl next Sunday. Uh, And everybody out there, have a great week. And so long from Chuck and Lou.